the original Red Pill Show. Welcome to a brand new episode. Much fear I sense in you. Shove my penis in your butthole. I will. Like batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Ready to move off. The purpose of our two previous encounters is now very clear to me. I do not intend to be distracted by another. Good night, Mr. Bond. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Enjoy them as much as any bloke. But in the spirit of commemoration, whereby those important events of the past, usually associated with someone's death or the end of some awful bloody struggle, are celebrated with a nice holiday, I thought we could mark this November the 5th, a day that is sadly no longer remembered, by taking some time out of our daily lives to sit down and have a little chat. There are, of course, who do not want us to speak. We think, just let me I think. Expect even now, orders are being shouted into telephones and men with guns will soon be on their way. It's chance of Damn it! Why? Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation, words will always retain their power. Words offer the means to meaning and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this. You designed it, sir. You wanted it foolproof. You told me every television in London. Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and oppression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and submitting your submission. cameras. How did this happen? Who's him? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty... You need only look into a mirror. <laughs> there is no escape. Don't destroy you. Look, you do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side. Do you want to know what it is? The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone, you're born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. 
a prison for your mind. We move south to find Navia. The Crixus and the other Gauls chase lost hope. Sparica! The decision's been made. We must stand as one. Or fall. Divided. A lesson hard learned. Shackle will be struck from every slave upon our path. We will see our numbers grow. And when they have become legion, we will face Glaber and the hordes of Rome again. And the gods shall weep for their suffering. Beep, beep. Kids, welcome to another exciting episode of the original uh, 
Red Pill Show, comrades. Today, we are going to join the Russian army. But first, we have to get through uh, Russians roll their tongues. I don't know. We're going to have to get through the introduction here. Welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show. Today is January. Nope. Scratch. Take two. February 5th, 2023. This show is for entertainment educational purposes only. Please use it at your own risk. show is copyrighted by me and Freedom Revolution Network. No part of it can be reused, rebroadcasted in any way, shape, or form. That our written consent, or you can just ask. Finally, the show is opinionated. The host, especially callers, guests, people that are naughty in the chat room, you can join the show just by clicking on the join the show button, I think, and it will take you directly here. I will keep an eye on the chat room after I get through all my stuff here. But uh, this show is opinionated. The host, especially callers, et cetera, et cetera, are and always will be opinionated under no circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions be taken as advice? If you're seeking professional advice, we strongly encourage you to hire a licensed, if required, person in his or her field there, little Tommy Heyman. No, that's name broadcasted live from the wonderful, I guess. State of Colorado, Colorado, whatever. How you doing? It's been a while. I just been so busy and my schedule is just like crazy and I don't like that. I like structure. Although you wouldn't see it or think it with me being very spontaneous this show. I am desperately trying to get into a rhythm, but it's hard to do. I am being pulled. That'd be nice. Actually, last night that would have been what might get pulled a couple times. But anyway, I'm getting pulled in a direction now with my guitar playing and I don't know why later today I have to meet some friends to play tomorrow I got to meet someone to play and then Tuesday night I'm playing with Wendy Wu at Better Gumbo in Loveland again so I got a story for that I don't know a lot of people in Colorado if I go back to Illinois and even parts of Wisconsin up to Milwaukee or maybe half hour north of that. Uh, and well, let's just say a 30 mile radius of Milwaukee uh, in the Southern part of the state. And of course, Illinois, where I was born and raised, I know a lot of people. So it's not a surprise to run into somebody I know, but here's the thing. So I'm in the Yamaha dealer yesterday and a sales guy comes up to me and he goes, Hmm, so you played with Wendy Wu lately. And I'm like, I don't even know this guy. And I'm like, uh, actually, yeah, I 
played a couple songs with her the other Oh, okay. And I go, why? He goes, oh, I used to follow her all over the place. And since she was in her 20s and stuff, and she goes, I saw you play at the Backyard Tap. And I go, oh. <laughs> I go, okay. Well, funny story on, story on that. That's the first time I played live ever. And uh, he was obviously in the audience because he said he was. And I'm like, it, it's so weird for me because i've never experienced that where i walk in somewhere and they know of me and then talk to me like that and hell that was six months ago and this guy recognized me and remembered it and i only played two or three songs that night which was just amazing and then it dropped down and, you know, whatever. And I always play for fun. And it just, I'm letting the universe guide that. Just like this stupid show. In what direction I'm supposed to go without my will overpowering what I want to do. I'm just like, hey, you know, Lord, this is me. Do what you want. And now there's high energy after the first of the year. Uh, actually, this month which is the 5th of, f remember, remember, the 5th of November, right? Is that what it is? I'm being pulled into playing guitar. Last night I saw a band called like Nick's and Petty Tribute Band, which was Stevie Nicks and uh, Tom Petty at the Rialto in Loveland. Oh, my God. I actually get, got to met the band, meet the band in the green room after the gig, you know, it's amazing because being a spectator in the audience and being in there and not on stage, it's amazing to get both perspectives because being on stage is not what the audience perceives. It's kind of weird. So I'm watching these guys playing. They did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. Awesome. Highly recommend them. And the, one of the people that I was with knew the band and uh, we got to see him after the green room. And it's, you know, they're just normal people. And, and you don't, you don't see that because you're in the audience, like mesmerized and hypnotized and just engaged with the band. And it's like, wow, I mean, these guys are, you know, like royalty or whatever, and then you meet them, and it's really cool. I was talking to the lead singer. She's absolutely beautiful, absolutely talented. You close your eyes. You swear to God you're listening to Stevie Nicks. The music in the band was awesome. I talked to the lead guitar player. Him and I were bullshitting for quite a while. It's just really, really cool. Uh, but now I'm getting, I'm hanging with people that do that. I've never been in a green room in my life uh, as a guest or part of a band. And it was really cool, but it's real. I mean, it's really nothing that's like, oh my God, you got to go to the green room or see the band. And I was like, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, they're people. I mean, they're just normal people that are highly talented and gifted, but they're no different. I'm no different than you doing this. I just do it and you don't. It's the same thing.
so I don't know where that's going, but there's more and more energy being pushed into the musical musical arena with me, which is fine. That's awesome. Which puts me up against the clock. I don't know what time it is here. It's uh, ah, shit. I'm so used to my windows. It's noon, pretty much. So I'm gonna do this till about one. And I might as well get into it because I I don't have any time to waste, so no bullshitting for half an hour. And good morning, by the way. Welcome to the original Red Pill Show, which I do a show about once a month lately, and it's going to change. Just don't know how, yet, when. If I got to get up at 3 in the morning, that's what I'll do. But this one show every two, three weeks is, is going to stop. Or I'm just going to stop doing the show at all. But it may be after this episode <laughs> might happen. As you all know, and I've been doing this from 2008, Meltdown did it, read a lot of books. I've said this, and I've said this, and I've said this, and it popped up again. Oh, and by the way, we got China all pissed off because we shot a balloon down in our airspace. That's three bus, bus lengths long, floating at 60,000 feet. And they're pissed we shot it down. It's like, oh. Uh, okay, really? Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but China's resolute in retaliatory action. I don't know. I mean, we're just pissing everybody off. And it makes you think. It's like, so is this all intentional? You have to be open-minded here, okay? I'm not siding with anybody if I'm siding with anybody, it's we the people, but that's even been, dare I say, infringed upon or making me think. I mean, this is way, way down the rabbit hole, but when I have something in my mind and perceive that as such, I have to wait for things to pop up to back up some of my thinking and conclusions that I come into because I'm an open-minded critical thinker, but not to convince anybody, but pretty much to convince myself. Now, here's a preface thing. I'm not, this gets into treason. It gets into what's going on. It gets into some points. It gets into NATO. It gets into the UN. It gets into the crown. It gets into the, cons the constitution, founding fathers, and quite honestly, of course, my mother, fuck, I haven't heard from my mother in a week. Do a show, she calls. Unbelievable. This gets into the Constitution and whether it's really a legitimate document or not, which I will get into later. And just floored me. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I've said this before, England has conquered us and people don't even see it, want to see it, ignore it. Oh, that would never happen. That's crazy. Well, you need to read the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. And who owns the Federal Reserve? And who was all at those meetings? And exactly how the banking system works? Because they have us by the balls. The Warburgs, the Rothschilds, yada, yada, yada. Uh, shove that thing through Congress in the middle of the night. 
totally unconstitutional. But nonetheless, England has us by the balls. They've had, they have since then. And even before, according to this now. Now you get into today. I'm reading Jonathan Cain's Re Return of the Gods. Uh, really didn't understand paganism. Uh, the false idol god Baal. And things of that nature. And how things are transpiring and we're falling from God. Now, when you have somebody like Putin telling America that, and he just released a video two days ago saying we all need to be friends and get along and we need to stop this. That's, that's not a sign of a, a maniacal tyrant. This is somebody that wants peace. And I don't think he's playing act of war because this is escalating to World War III. Everybody feels it. Everybody sees it. And if it keeps up, that is exactly where we're going. Y'all might not want to admit it, but you have to wonder and think there's a lot of people that want that, that have power. And it seems like the more focus and lighting that is shined on these people and what they're doing, the further they're pushing World War III, which kind of makes you wonder the timing of it all. Just makes you wonder who wants war? Who wants World War III? With technology and bombs that will just destroy everything. Uh, who wants to destroy everything? Not me. I don't think American citizens, 99.9% .9 don't want World War III in total annihilation and destruction of the human race or potentially thereof in all the nature and everything else. Now, my perspective of this is <clears throat> Putin's getting pressured by NATO and he has been for 30 years. And he finally told them, if you keep coming closer to me, there's going to be retaliatory action. Well, they kept creeping closer and then finally got Ukraine and trying to get Ukraine to join NATO. And it's kind of a like, you know, it, it it's like, God forbid you want to kill somebody. Okay. Just an analogy. You want to kill somebody. Well, if you directly do it and unless you're a professional at it, you're not going to get away with it. You're going to get charged with first degree murder. Correct. So let's use that analogy and go, okay, well, the United States of America isn't technically, technically at war with world, with uh, world war three and we are with Putin, but we're doing it through NATO and you, the UN to establish and have peace as long as we can. Uh, so let's go back to the analogy. If you wanted someone dead, well, you're not going to do it because it's going to go directly back to you. So we'll just get a trained assassin to kill somebody. And then, it, well, I didn't do it. He did it. You know, I was like, what, what are you talking about? Well, that's what they're doing. They're taking the UN and NATO. We are going through them in the guise of peace and world peace. Uh, 
and all this other crap and going into Ukraine. I mean, come on. You know, did you ever cheat on your wife? Uh, does fucking her sister count? Because it's still part of the family. I mean, how much do you want to bend this? And then you wonder why Putin's getting pissed. If, if we had, say, Michigan, which would be fine with me, no offense, wants to secede from the United States, so they do, and then all of a sudden China and Russia and everybody comes into Michigan, and it's in the guise of NATO and the UN and the matter of peace, that would not go over very well with our country and our elected servants and the military, for that matter, and national security, correct? Or Mexico, or the Cuban Missile Crisis, correct? Correct. I don't know why everybody thinks Putin's just a crazy, maniacal parent when he's all only trying to protect his country and do his job. Now, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, flip it. Flip it. If we were, if Russia was doing to us what we're doing to them, and the guys and falsehood of the UN and NATO and all this other crap, which is all unconstitutional, if it's in a valid document, after I'm going to play this, because I'm beginning to wonder if it truly is. And then there's a commentary. I'm going to play something, uh, a commentary documentary video from Greg Reese, who's a, um, reporter on Infowars.com. You need to hear this and you need to get a pen and a paper and listen to this. Because in step back, because the first reaction is going to be, oh, you're a traitor, this and that, and everything. you want to join the Russian army. It's like, it's not what I'm saying. This better make you think. Like, what in the hell is going on? All Russians just, uh, Russia, USSR, Putin, KGB, they're all fucking assholes. We should have blew them up when we could. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. I don't think so. Not now. Maybe back in the 80s, before the USSR fell in the Berlin Wall, and we could say, yeah, I mean, it was the Cold War to the full, fullest extent, and we won. But some people might just want, wanted to blow them off the face of the earth. Unfortunately, the same would happen to us. So there's a no-win scenario like tic-tac-toe, watch war games back from like the early 1980s that even a fucking computer tells you the best way to win this is not to play. Mm-hmm. But we're playing. Why are we playing? Why would you sit there and play tic-tac-toe to the end of time when no one's going to win unless you have a motive or other intentions or narratives? Good question. Putin doesn't want to play tic-tac-toe. And again, I highly think he's, pl he's playing Art of War because I don't really see an advantage here for him to do that. But I'm not a military strategist or a politician 
or a sociopath or psychopath who is just hell bent drunk on power. But you need to listen to this because I heard this and I've heard, seen, and researched a lot. And this keeps popping up, but some stuff in here, I'm like, what? Like, so if this is true, if this is true, then apparently Americans aren't aware of it because I can't believe that after you hear this and this doesn't piss you off and go, what the fuck? Then we're doomed. Y'all just want to mind your own business, raise your kids, have a family, live happily ever after, and that's the American dream. But when you trust your sovereignty, government, constitution, because according to this, we've been lied to from day one, all the way to the founding fathers, which is very hard for me to even grasp that. But according to this, it seems to be true. I don't know. This is all a fallacy. We're just all glorified slaves and then debt slaves because that's even worse. There's worse than being a slave. No offense to anybody. Just saying. In the context of you bust your ass, you work, and you have nothing to pay, nothing to show for it. You don't own anything, and somebody else is benefiting off your back. Slavery slash capitalism. You'll just keep a little bit of enough so you can pay for a house that's financed for 30 years. And the uh, amortization table, if you look at it after 10 years, you then pay jack shit on it. Really, you're going to pay double for your fucking house uh, in 30 years than what you paid for it on purchase price, depending on market situations. But regardless, you owe the debt, so it doesn't matter. Then if you can't pay it because your job gets shipped to Canada or Mexico or Vietnam or Indonesia, whatever, uh, then that's your fault. And then you get your house foreclosed on because your job was shipped out from the powers that be and you can't pay your bills. So then maybe the wife's got to go to work, which is lowering our standard of living and being more of a debt slave or slave because now it takes two years to pay for your bills, but that's not even enough. So then the husband's got to get two jobs and it just keeps going downhill because of all this crap that I'm talking about. Then God forbid, don't pay your property taxes and you're going to lose your house. So do you really honestly, truly own anything and let's say you do well yeah i got the title to my house i got the title to my car i got the deed to this i got everything that oh really well if you run into some financial problems which i can't see how you can't especially nowadays well any of your debtors can see what your assets are by records on file and put a lien against your title on your car your house this that whatever business building so again, do you truly, truly, honestly own anything? I would say no, because it can be taken from you. Just go through a divorce. Well, that's a civil situation between two people in the state. Why does the state have to be involved? 
Excuse me? If you really truly look at this and you step back, I'm starting over at 58, soon to be 59. If you think I'm going to sign a mortgage on a house with what these crazy people are doing with the economy and our jobs and inflation, you're absolutely nuts. You are setting me up for failure. I see what you're doing. I would be a complete idiot, not to mention sign a 12 month lease to live somewhere. Because they'll still come after you for that. Oh, you could, you had hard times. You couldn't pay your rent. Oh, well, we're just going to keep your security deposit, mark credit, and come after you for the balance of the contract. Thank you very much. So now your credit's destroyed. Although you don't really technically owe a note on a debt. But you're going to owe somebody something. And the leverage and the power on the are on the people that are giving you, I guess, and it's not even the right term, but are being able to provide, and that's not even the right term either, to live somewhere or drive a car or whatever. Try driving your car without insurance and see what happens to you. So it's all under, it's just like they put one thing and then two, three, four in between you and a situation. And if the situation, regardless of what it is, you can get on your fucking phone or the internet or whatever. So always one more thing you got to do. And then another the fuck, man, why is there so many steps? Well, I know why, but I'm not going to comment on it, but then throw a financial situation into there. If they can't wrap you up by the balls and just put you into court and go, well, the only really way out of this is bankruptcy. Have fun with that one. I'm still trying to recover from that. And you're just literally fucked Why the people that are in power and have all the resources and own everything on the planet are going to retain that. And even if you do default, they're still going to survive. It's not a fair system. It's getting worse. And I wonder, I just saw Crypto Casey go to Crypto Casey on YouTube and she just brought up the 14th Amendment, how there was recent laws passed now because the 14th Amendment was for slaves and slavery. And I think that's when the United States become, became incorporated, which will be here. I'm going to play this in a minute by Greg Reese. Listen very carefully. And now they passed legislation not too long ago where corporations have the same rights or even more than slaves did. So they, they, it's we, the people, not we, the corporation, but doesn't it seem like corporations always get bailed out, get taken care of, and are provided for and make sure they exist over us peasants or slaves? Or is it just me? I don't know. But I'm going to play this and let you decide. And then there's a guy that left some comments here uh, that I find fascinating and upsetting. 
uh, you're going to have to do your homework on them. I don't know if I'm going to read them the whole time. What am I at? 12, already 15 minutes of bullshit. So this is off of Infowars.com under band.video. Russia recruits Americans as the United States is de destroyed from within. Listen very carefully. The destruction of America from within has been going on for over 200 years. Seven years after the American Revolution, the Paris Peace Treaty of 1783 established the King of England as the Prince Elector of the United States. America continued paying debts to the crown. During the War of 1812, the British torched the White House. The Act of 1871 created a separate corporate government for the District of Columbia, allowing it to operate with its own laws outside of the U.S. Constitution, creating the Corporation of the United States and a new city-state for the Old World Order, with its financial capital in the City of London, its religious capital in Vatican City, and its military capital in the District of Columbia. These city-states have their own sovereignty. In 1913, the Federal Reserve Act gave full control of America's wealth to a private corporation beholden to the city of London. During the Nuremberg trials, only 19 were found guilty, while hundreds of Nazi war criminals were given jobs in the United States military-industrial complex. If you were to search online for just about any Middle Eastern country in the 1950s, you will see what the region looked like before British Petroleum, the CIA, and the Mossad turned it into a hellhole of radical Islamic rule. Placing psychotic puppets in power, the Old World Order then used it as a catalyst for the war against terror which was then used to destabilize the region and create the catalyst for mass migration into Europe and America. Many Americans refuse to recognize the endless crimes against humanity being committed by our own government. And so, by default, they blindly support it. Even when the American government is caught funding bioweapons labs around the Russian border, many Americans turn a blind eye. And so now the majority of the world stands with Russia and see America as the main threat against humanity. A new video produced by Russia's Wagner private military is now recruiting Americans to join them in their fight against the United States, pointing out how the United States has become a force of evil and is no longer what our forefathers intended it to be. You were a hero to your country giving your best years in the army. You dreamed of defeating evil. You dreamed of doing much to make America great again. But in reality, you saw criminal others, the destruction of nations, the death of civilians, and all for the will of a bunch of families who thought they were earthly gods deciding who would live under the row and who would be destroyed.
began to realize that this is the side of evil. This is not the America the founding fathers dreamed of. It has become the focus of the evil that is destroying the whole world. And today, the country fighting this evil is Russia. If you're a true patriot of the very future great America, join the ranks of the warriors of Russia. Help defeat evil, or it will be too late for everyone. If Americans were as righteous as we think we are, then we would not stand for such a corrupt government wreaking havoc on the rest of the world in our name. Instead, most of us are content fighting each other and turning a blind eye. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. All right, some pretty powerful stuff there that has so many messages, depending on what you hear, or what you think you hear, or whatever conclusion you come to, that should make you step back, not engage, not go forward into more division and, oh, Tim, you're a traitor now. You're thinking about joining the Russian army. That's not, that's no. You have to step back back because if russia is saying that america is the problem i encourage you to watch the video because russia says they're the only ones that are fighting for freedom and liberty and what the founding fathers wanted against all these families uh that think they're god which are the ones that pretty much started the federal reserve But it's coming to an end, and they're, they know that. So they're really going to end it by, in my observation, causing geopolitical disruption, causing disruption in the United States by divide and conquer. And then eventually, it's just going to turn into World War III, and they'll get to start all over because they'll go down in their bunkers while we're up here being vaporized and dying of radioactive poisoning. And you all, I'm going to connect something else to this and I'm going to get into the comments by what this guy said. They're, you can read them for yourself, but this one's pretty far down and it's a continuation and it's just fascinating to me um and i'm looking at it right now uh of course it gets into throwing the jews under the bus and everything um i'm reading them sorry and scrolling through them but you, you all can't even connect the dots they're the ones there is no such thing as, what are they calling it, climate change? I mean, there is climate change because that's what it does. It changes. Duh. I would be more concerned if it didn't change. Oh, today it's going to be sunny and 70 no matter where you live on the planet. 
Well, that's a fucking problem. Okay. But when the weather changes, that's what it does. That's what gives weathermen jobs. They get paid for it when they're fucking wrong every time. Climate change is what it does. And these people shoved technology and made more money than God on our backs as slaves, as employees and consumers. Drive your car, burn oil, heat your house, do whatever you, you want. It's all good in the name of capitalism. As long as the money keeps flowing to them, to them, to them, to banks. Oh, paying uh, twice for your house than it's worth when you really don't even own it. Don't you see a pattern here? Oh, just buy this, burn oil, burn gasoline, get two miles to the gallon. Who gives a shit? You know, and then now it's like, oh, well, wait a minute. You have a carbon footprint because they sucked all the fucking money out of everything. So they can't keep doing that. So now they got to reverse engineer it. Go, okay, we'll do that. And now you can't do that because they're flipping it. They reverse engineered it. They flipped it and they're using it against you. A tactic they always do. It's your fault that you bought a car and burned oil and global warming's happening. It's all your fault. When in fact, it's proven by Greg Braden by drilling deep into the earth up in Antarctica Antarctica, through the ice with ice cores going back 10,000 years at least. I think it's 100,000 actually. And the only thing that changes the temperature of the earth is the fucking sun and the position in the solar system depending on the season of the year, period. And it's proven through this ice pattern. And there's there's uh, ice ages, and then there's periods where the planet warms up. It's perfectly normal. Don't, don't you see their pattern? Not to mention you're sucking a liquid or goo with high density out of the planet that's spinning at 800 miles an hour. Don't you think that's going to throw the earth out of equilibrium just a little bit? But no, nobody says nothing like that. The earth is wobbling. I'm not saying that's because of that. There's going to be a polar shift. It happened 25,000 years and we're past due. The poles are wobbling and they have been for the past year or two. It's getting bad. I think if it goes past 40 degrees, and that's a lot, there's a point of return and it's just going to slurp to one side or there's going to be physically it's going to go to one side, but the mag- magnetism and the poles are going to shift. So I'm not going to say the earth's going to do a 180 with a pole reversal, but definitely a magnetism pole reversal. And who knows where we're going to be on our own axis on equilibrium physically. But this has happened before. And I don't know if this plays into that. I don't know if these people know something we don't, and it's inevitable. So they're just preparing us for hell on earth, including 
thermal nuclear war. I don't know. It kind of makes sense, but <laughs> you got to look at their behavior. Behavior always proves what they're doing. Yeah, drill, drill, drill. And I'm not against this. I'm just saying drill, drill, drill. Burn natural resources, unrenewable resources. When Nikola Tesla solved this problem back in the early 1900s, and they banned him because people like J.P. Morgan and all these other industrialized assholes and the Rockefellers, oh, if there's electric wireless power, then people aren't going to burn oil. We can't have that. We can't have wireless transmission of power because all the copper lines and the infrastructure that we're already invested in is going to go to zero. So these assholes will not let humanity advance technologically for the benefit of everybody in it, including the planet environmentalism, if you believe in that. They believe in filling their pockets on the backs of us in our ignorance and lying to us. And when that is jeopardized or, or resistance, then they used to come after you and take care of the problem. But there's too many of us now catching on and waking up. So now they take the situation, reverse engineer it, flip it, use it against you. It's your fault that we made all the money. Huh, okay, it's your fault jobs being outsourced for profits. It's your fault that China, a communistic country, is a superpower now, economic superpower, i.e. Hitler in Germany. Could you imagine giving jobs in Germany and Hitler all that money and transference of wealth? He would have dominated the, the planet in World War II. We would all just watch the man in the high castle on Amazon. He would have won and Japan and Germany probably would have became an alliance. Half of this country would be owned by Japan and half of it would be owned by Germany. Scary fucking shit. But if Hitler was in power now, and we had the same assholes making our decisions who are the smartest people on the planet and mostly elected servants, by the way, they would be giving all the power and money that Hitler would have needed to take over the planet. China is the same. They're communists. Now they have the audacity to fly shit in our airspace. And if we shoot it down, oh, there's going to be a resolute uh, response to this. How about fuck off? You can't float shit over our airspace just because you want to. I don't know the technicalities. Is 60,000 feet still considered airspace? I don't know. I don't know how high an F-22 can fly, but it's the, it's the aircraft that shot down the balloon and the missile did the rest. So is that technically not airspace? I mean, when is it not airspace? When it's in space? We're just causing our own problems, all on power retention and greed by people that are in power. And I ask you again, are we free and protected by the Constitution, or are we glamorized slaves? Because no matter what, you're paying for it. 
not the people that should be held accountable for this stuff. Where's all the people accountable for COVID and all the businesses that went under? Oh, just don't worry. We'll give you some PPP money. Oh, really? What's the catch? See, they, they fuck everything up and then they make it your fault. Well, you didn't lock down. You didn't wear your mask. That's why it's so bad. No, you didn't do your job by not protecting us and letting this virus come into this country. That's on you, not me. Just like 9-11. You didn't protect our airspace. Oh, well, now you got to have the TSA and have your ass fucking checked every time you go through the airport in a violation of your Fourth Amendment for illegal search and seizure. And then take the fifth that they ask you any questions. Oh, you can't do that either. Because they didn't protect us from terrorists. Oh, no. Now we got, you know, the government fucked up as it is. So we got to make it bigger. People can't get fired for not doing their job. How dare you? So you just got to violate your rights in the name of national security. Oh, see, take it and they flip it. And now it's your fault that you got on a plane to go see your family at Christmas. Okay. So these are some comments from Infowars.com. I have a half an hour and I got to stop. But there's this guy. Now, this is these are all public comments. So I don't know anything other than what they are. But I scroll through them sometimes. But this one really got me. Okay. This guy's name's L. Jang Ulo 19. Okay. Just listen to this. And I don't know how far I'm going to get. And I'm going to mispronounce stuff. So just start it. It starts with Israel and religious stuff and spiritual stuff. And it starts getting into legal stuff. So listen to this. And I might stop when I'm getting pissed, but I encourage you to go and read this for yourself. Okay. So this is how he starts. We are living under the Babylonian Talmud. It is where all of our problems come from. It was brought into England in 1066 and has been enforced by the Pope kings in the christian churches ever since it is total and relentless mind control people are taught to believe in things that do not exist you mean like the easter bunny in santa claus oh man now before you scream that the ucc is unconstitutional i'm sorry people you are not party to any constitution read the case site below and i encourage you to do your homework on I haven't. I just read this yesterday. Here's where it's concerning. But indeed, no private person has a right to complain by suit in court on the ground of a breach of the Constitution. The Constitution, it is true, is compact, but he is not a party to it. This is. Ford, Fay and Company versus Mayor and Alderman of the City of Savannah, Georgia. Okay? There was a court case. Here is the key to where all this started. That's what this guy says. Many people tend to blame the Jews for problems. Jewish law governs the entire world, as found in Jewish law by Menachem Elon, Deputy President, Supreme Court of Israel, to wit, everything in the Babylonian Talmud is binding on all Israel. 
Every town and country must follow all customs, give effect to the decrees, and carry out the enactments of the Talmudic sages because the entire Jewish people accepted everything contained in Talmud. The sages who adopted the enactments and decrees instituted the practices, rendered the decisions, and delivered the laws, constituted all or most of the sages of Israel. It is they who receive the tradition of the fundamentals of the entire Torah is unbroken succession going back to Moses, our teacher. We are living under the Bible calls mammon. As written in the subject, mammon is defined as civil law and procedure. Now, turn to the shelter's effects on English law. A law of the Jews becomes the law of the land. Found in the Georgetown Law Journal, Volume 71, pages 1179 to 1200. It is clearly stated in the Law Review that the Jews are the property of the Norman and the Anglo-Saxon kings. It also explains that the Talmud is the law of the land. It explains how Babylonian Talmud became the law of the land, which is now known as the Uniform Commercial Code. The written credit agreement, the Jewish Shatar, is a lien on all property, real, realty, and today is called the mortgage. The treaty, treatise, treaty, T-R-E-A-T-I-S-E. The treaties, treaties, I don't know, also explains that the Jews are owned by Great Britain and the Jews are in charge of the banking system. Okay, here's another one. Same, same guy. Queen Elizabeth controls and has amended U.S. Social Security as follows. SI 1997 NO.1778, the Social Security United States of America Order 1997, made the 22nd of July, 1997, coming into force September 1st, 1997. At the court of Buckingham Palace, the 22nd day of July, 1997. Now, therefore, Her Majesty, at, in a pursuance of Section 179, uh, Section 1, or Page 1, I don't know, 1 in parentheses, A, and 2 of the Social Security Act, Administration Act of 1992 and all other powers enabling her in that behalf is pleased by and with the advice of her privy council to order and is hereby ordered as follows. This order may be cited as the Social Security United States of America order 1997 and shall come into force on September 1st, 1997. Does this give a new meaning to the federal judge William Wayne? Justice stating in court that he takes his orders from England. This order goes to refine, redefine words in the Social Security Act and make some changes in United States law. Remember, King George was the arch treasurer and prince elector of the Holy Roman Empire and C and the United States of America. C, Treaty of Peace, 1738. Eight U.S. statutes at large. Great Britain, which is the agent for the Pope, is in charge of the USA plantation, in quotation marks. What people do not know is that the so-called founding fathers and King George were working hand-in-hand -hand to bring the people of America to their knees, to install a central government over them and to bind them to a debt that could not be paid. First off, 
You have to understand that the United States is a corporation and that it existed before the Revolutionary War. See Respublica versus Swears, 1, Dallas, 43.28, USC, 3002, 15 in parentheses. Now, you also have to realize that King George was not just the King of England. He was also the King of France, Trees Petey of U.S. 8 Statutes at Large 80. On January 22, 1783, Congress ratified a contract for repayment of 21 loans that the United States has had already received dating from February 28, 1778 to July 5th. Now, the loans were coming through, and so a meeting was conveyed in Annapolis, Maryland, to discuss the economic instability of the country under the Articles of Confederation. Only five states came to the meeting, but there is a call for another meeting to take place in Philadelphia the following year with the express purpose of revising the Articles of Confederation. On February 24th, 1787, Congress gave the approval of the meeting to take place in Philadelphia on May 14th, 1787, to revise the Articles of Confederation. Something had to be done about the mounting debt. Little did the people know that the so-called Founding Fathers were acutely going to reorganize the United States because it was bankrupt. On September 17, 1787, 12 state delegates approved the Constitution. The states have now become constitutors. Constitutor. In the civil law, one debt. Oh, sorry. Constitutor in the Civil War, one who, by simple agreement, becomes responsible for the payment of another's debt. Black Law's Dictionary, 6th edition. That's where that came from, I guess. The states were now liable for the debt owed to the king, but the people of America were not because they were not a party to the Constitution because it was never put to them for a vote on August 4th, 1790. An act was passed, which was titled an act making provision for the payment of the debt of the United States. This can be found at one U.S. statutes at large, pages 138 to 178. This act, for all intents and purposes, abolishes the states and created the districts. If you do not believe it, look it up. The act set up federal districts. Here in Pennsylvania, we got two. In this act, each district was assigned. This is the fucking Hunger Games. In, in this act, each district was assigned a portion of the debt. The next step was for the states to reorganize their governments, which most did in 1790. This had to be done because the states needed to legally bind the people to the debt. The original state constitution were never submitted to the people for a vote. So the governments wrote new constitutions and submitted them to people for a vote, thereby binding the people to the debt's owed. Now the creditor of the United States, which included the king, wanted paid the interest on the loans that were given to the United States. So Alexander, Alexander Hamilton came up with the great idea of taxing alcohol. The people resisted, so George Washington sent out the militia to collect the tax, which they did. This has become known as the Whiskey Rebellion. It is the militia's duty to collect taxes. How did the United States collect taxes off the people if the people are not a party to the Constitution? I'll tell you how. 
the people are slaves. The United States belongs to the founding fathers, he says that on purpose, and their posterity of and Great Britain. America is nothing more than a plantation. It has been. How many times have you seen someone in court attempt to use the Constitution and the judge tells them he can't? It is because you are not a party to it. We are slaves. If you don't believe, read Peddleford Fay and Company versus the mayor and alderman of the city of Savannah, 14, Georgia, 438, 520, which states, but indeed, no private person has a right to complain by suit in court on the ground of a breach of the Constitution. The Constitution, it is true, is a compact, but he is not a party to it. Now back to the militia. Just read Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, which states that it is the militia's job to execute the laws of the Union. Now read Clause 16, which states that Congress has the power to provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining, disciplining the militia and for governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States. The militia is not there to protect you and me. It's there to protect, to collect our substance. As you can plainly see, all the Constitution did is set up a military government to guard the king's commerce and make us slaves. If one goes to eight U.S. statutes at large, 116 through 132, you will find the Treaty of Amity, Commerce and Navigation. This treaty was signed on November 9th, 1794. I'm going to read a few more. And if this is pissing you off or intriguing you or whatever, read this for yourself. You have to understand that Great Britain, Article 6, Section 1, the United States and the states are the parties to the Constitution, not you. Let me try to explain. If I buy an automobile from a man and that has a warranty and the engine blows up the first day i have it then i tell him just to forget about it then you come along and tell the man to pay me and he says no so you take him to court for not upholding the contract the court then says case dismissed why because you not are not a part to the contract you cannot sue a government official for not adhering to a contract the constitution that you are not a party to you better accept the fact that you are a slave. When you try to use the Constitution, you are committing a crime known as criminal trespass. Why? Because you're attempting to infringe on a private contract that you are not a party to. Then to make matters worse, you are a debt slave who owns no property or has any rights. You are a mere user of your master's property. Here are just a few examples. The primary control and custody of infant is within the government. Tillman versus Roberts, 108, SO.62. Marriage is a civil contract to which there are three parties, the husband, the wife, and the state. Von Cotton versus Von Cotton, 154NE146. The ultimate ownership of all property is the state. Individual so-called ownership is only by virtue of the government, i.e. law amounting to mere user and use must be in accordance with the law and subordinate to the necessities of the state. Senate document number 473, 73rd Congress, first session, Brown versus Welch, Supra. You own no property because you are a slave. Really, you are worse off than a slave because you are also a debtor. The right of traffic or tr transmission of property is an absolute inalienable right is one which has never existed since governments were instituted.
really quick. Two more, and that's it, because I've, ha I've had enough. These codes have been since changed to read as follows. IMF 300-309, BARD assessment CP55 generated valid for MFT-30, which is the code for the 1040 form. IMF 310-399 reads the same as the IMF 300-309. BMF 390-399 reads the U.S.-UK tax treaty claims. Isn't it incredible that a 1040 form is a payment of tax to the UK? Everybody is also looking to 26 USC for the law that makes one liable for the so-called income tax, but it is not in there because it is not a tax. It's a debt collection through a private contract called the Constitution of the United States, Article 6, Section 1, and various arguments. Is a cow paying an income tax when the machine gets connected to its udders? The answer is no. I have never known a cow that owns property or has been compensated for its labor. You own nothing that your labor has ever produced. You don't even own your own labor or yourself. Your labor is measured in current credit money. You are allowed to retain a small portion of your labor so that you can have food, clothing, shelter, and most all breed more slaves. And most of all, breed more slaves. Did you ever notice how many of the other slaves get upset if you try to retain your labor? You are called an extremist, terrorist, and sometimes even a free man. They say that you are anti-government when the truth of the matter is you just don't want to be a slave. But you do not have the right to force others to be free if they want to be a slave that is entirely up to them. If they want to bow down and worship corporations, let them. The United States, Great Britain, and the Pope are not the problem. It's the other slaves. We would be free if the wannabe slaves were gone. The United States, Great Britain, and the Pope would not even exist because no one would acknowledge them. I, for a matter of fact, think that those who are in power are also tired of the slaves. All the slaves do is stand around and moo for free health care, free education, and free housing. They beg. <clears throat> you see, this will be it. We are cows. The IRS is a company who milks the cows, and the United States, Inc. is the veterinarian who takes care of the herd, and Great Britain is the owner of the farm in Fee Simple. The farm is held in Elodium by the Pope. Now to Rome. Convinced that the principles of religion contribute mostly powerfully to keep in the state of passive obedience, which they owe to their princes, the high contracting parties declare declare it to be their intention to sustain in the respective states those measures which the clergy may adopt with the aim of almerating their in interests so intimately connected with the preservation of the authority of the princes and the contracting powers joining and offering their thanks to the Pope for what he has already done for them and solicit his constant cooperation in the views of submitting the nations, Article 3, Section Verana, 1822. If the sovereign pontiff should nevertheless insist on his law being observed, he must be obeyed. Bened uh, X14, so that's Roman 14, Decen Diac Lib 9C7, accepted or confirmed by secular rulers. 
syllabus prop 282944. Hence, just the national federal law or the exceptional ecclesiastical laws. Ecclesiastical, I don't know, laws prevalent in the United States may be abolished at any time by the sovereign pontiff. Elements of ecclesiastical, I got to know that, ecclesiastical. Ecclesiastical Law, Volume 1, 53-54. So could this be shown that the Pope rules the world? The Pope is the ultimate owner of everything in the world. See Treaty of 1213, Papal Bull of 1455 and 1492. Stop joining wars and defend what's already yours instead. That's pretty much him. Then he stops. So I'll under some more crap uh, from other people. And it's not crap. It's their opinions. It's public opinion. So I just read the whole thing. And I would put deep thought into everything that was said in, in, in this video. Saying that America is the problem. I include you watch the video because she says we're the only ones that are fighting who it won't let me in Pro, if you're trying to call i i didn't have the uh i i didn't have the screen open because i can't have two screens open at once so anyway this is um Yeah, I did watch the video. I don't know. I agree. I don't know what you're saying, Rose. I don't know if you're being contradictory or agreeing. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. This isn't about me. So that video is pretty clear that Russia's saying America's the problem. Uh, I don't know if Russia's the answer, but um, there is definitely a big disconnect. And uh, apparently, Russia is not the country that it used to be. Uh, but this is a whole. This is something for you to decide. Not me, not me for you, not you for others. This is an individual thing. If this has all been a scam and been taken over by our government and the king and the pope, which kind of makes sense because I've heard this before, and now it came out again. So there's got to be something there. But if this is all true, we were sold out. We owe, as peasants, the crown money way back when this country was founded because it was going to go bankrupt and didn't get our permission from it. And the Constitution now is binding from the people who signed it, I guess, contractual law. And any outside party doesn't have a right to say anything when, in fact, that is our whole foundation of our country. So I don't, I don't know how the hell they can do that. I don't care what they wrote up. And is that interpretation from contractual law? I don't know. I mean, really? You got to have every citizen that has ever been a citizen and is a citizen to sign the Constitution to be covered under a quote-unquote contract between two parties 
I think I think it's time to do homework uh, unobjectively on the Constitution because I really can't believe that the founding fathers sold us sold out to the crown when that's what they were trying to get away from in the first place. But after all of that, that's very concerning because we're all working for still under British rule and working for them and all our money's going to them and they own the banking system and the federal reserve. And it's under the guise of the pursuit of happiness, freedom, and Liberty by that. This isn't my opinion. By that, this isn't me. I'm a messenger. I'm just trying to figure it out like everybody else. But if true, we don't need master. I'm coming, man. I'm not master. Don't, do, we don't have rights. And it even said, when you use the Constitution, that, that my rights have been infringed upon. They say, you can't do that because you're not covered in the contract. What kind of horse shit is that? You're telling me all the amendments are null and void because we didn't sign the Constitution when it was created back in 17-whatever? It sounds like a crack of shit to me. I mean, why would they... Founding fathers are pretty intelligent. Unless, like that guy said... They didn't have any choice because we were bankrupt, so they sold out in debt to England because we owed them money, I guess. I don't know. But this this will take you down a rabbit hole that I don't think you want to go down because one thing I do know for a fact, the banking system in the Federal Reserve is owned by people back in the U.K., the IRS, all that stuff, it's all created by the Federal Reserve Act, and all that tax money is not going to us. It's going to them. When we need money, we print it. It used to be backed by gold until Nixon severed that in 1971. So now, this is interesting, though. The only thing that's backing, there's two things that are backing the dollar, decree by the government and your labor. But then when your labor is sent across the country, not the country, well, sometimes across the world on the other side of the planet, you don't have a job. So now our currency doesn't have any value because there's no labor behind it. Although it is the, the, uh, uh, the reserve currency of the world. And that's the only thing that's saving them, but people are getting smart to that and they're dumping the dollar. So we're in big trouble. We're in big trouble. And all that printing of that money, just know this, inflation isn't anybody's fault but the government. They printed too much money. Simple supply and demand. And then with the supply chain and the geniuses that shipped all our manufacturing jobs to China, and then we piss them off. You think shooting down is going to make them happy? They're really going to make it hard on us now. So get ready for shit to get more expensive. And the only way you combat inflation is by raising interest rates above the inflationary rate, which is, according to shadowstats.com, is about 15%. So they can't stop raising interest rates. Don't be a fool. Things are going to get more expensive. 
housing market's going to go in the shitter. Nobody's going to be able to afford a mortgage on a new house because they don't make the uh, income to debt ratios for the payment. So your house is going to probably start going down in value. You just better be careful. Pay attention. This is all reminiscent of 2008 again, except this time rates are so low. Back then, I think they were around 8 or 10%. Uh, but to, to hike up these rates from pretty much zero to 16% in a short amount of time, it's going to destroy the economy. So, but that's really nothing you can do, really nothing you can do about that, except get two more jobs. Uh, maybe, maybe possibly sell some assets, maybe buy crypto. I don't know. That's your thing. That's not the point of this show. There's just not, not this episode. There's nothing, there's really nothing you can do. But if all this is true, I don't remember learning that shit in history class. Do you? And I'm not saying it is true. It's public comments off of Greg Reese's video on band.video through Infowars.com. You be the judge. But it sounds like to me, we're all sold out. We were all sold out to pay a debt that we had nothing to do with. And... Our rights don't mean anything anymore. And they're obviously being taken away every time the government fucks up. They just take our rights away. But is there really any rights to be taken away? I don't. By what that thing said, we're not part of a contract. We are not a party involved in a two-party contract, which is contractual law. I'm not an attorney, but that's contractual law. So is this true? I don't know. But we all better wake up and find out what the fuck is going on because this is just like off the charts crazy. It's insanity. It's crazy if this is all true. Going back to Alexander Hamilton. When they and willfully signed a document to pay back Great Britain on the backs of us slaves. And we don't even know it. I didn't know that. So I don't know, but you're not, but one thing I do know, I am never going to get a hat. I've gotten a hat. I've made $350,000 a year. I own two houses. I did this. I did that. Here's the catch. You know what I have now? Nothing. I don't have jack fucking shit. Because the state of Illinois intervened into my marriage, which I guess is a civil case. I didn't know. I didn't get married to get divorced, so I didn't do my homework on divorce. The point of all what I'm going to say, I'll put it in simple terms, I don't have anything anymore. You know why? Because I never owned a goddamn thing. Do you? Then if you are successful in business and you're a threat to somebody or whatever, uh, I mean, just try paying taxes owning a company. Because everybody's like, oh, well, you know, you don't pay taxes. It's like, yeah, that's a whole different show. You do pay taxes. But if you're a C-Corp, not a C-Corp, an S-Corp like I was, it goes through your 1040, and the officers of the company are liable for the company taxes, corporate taxes, if they're not paid. So you're screwing the pooch from the get-go. If, if that's the rules you want to play, then I say this. Congress and everybody that's elected in Washington, D.C., has to pay for the national debt. 
personally. But that ain't going to happen. That all gets dumped onto us because we're spending our money and our kids and our grandkids and our grand-grandkids, great-grandkids, three, four generations are going to have to pay this, but it, it can't be paid. Just go to debtclock.org and look at that clock tick. It cannot be paid. So what happens? I don't know. But I really, truly think that, and people have, and God bless them, but I don't think us as slaves or peasants can ever get out of the rat race. I thought I could. I did. It was taken from me in a blink of an eye. And I'll be damned if I'm going to do it again. I'm not signing a mortgage. My car cost me ten grand. I needed it because I had to get from point A to point B. I have insurance. I have all the things you know a good slave needs to have a roof over their house and be responsible and a legal slave. But to get advanced in this times now, if you're in debt, you're fucked. You're you're just fucked. And that's my experience. That's not advice. That's not anything. Be careful. But more importantly, do we really truly have individual rights and we can pretty much within reason and rule of law do whatever we can do because we're free? I don't think so. Make up your own mind. I got to go. Thanks for listening to the show. I got to get to going here. I got shit to do. Yeah, it's 1 o'clock, so I can't fuck around anymore. So... I'll be on more. I don't know when. Uh, I just saw, when I see things that gets my attention that I need to talk about, I share. And this is definitely one. So, are we really slaves? Or are we free? Make up your mind. Have a great day. Share the show. You've been listening to the original Red Pill Show.